questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Hey, it's not Exo. It's Mel Fabregas. Exo has the night off. He's spending it with his family and celebrating Vic Giza's birthday. Vic, our talented artist, who delights us every week with a comic strip. Vic, happy birthday. Let your family pamper you in the exotic location where you are. Now, welcome to my decade. Thanks for all your contributions. Have fun. So even though Exo is not here tonight, I'd like to share something interesting that somebody shared with me today. And it says, see how a modern neural network completes your text. Type a custom snippet or try one of the examples. So this is an AI, by the way, and you can do this. I have a link included at the end of this interview. But anyway, I wrote extraterrestrial disclosure and I received a bunch of answers. But one of them was this, and it's very interesting. It said, the US government is now under court action for destroying data and documents that could prove that the U.S. is currently engaged in UFO activity. Now, I wonder if this AI is spewing truth or fiction. Well, you can try this for yourself, but you're going to have to go to the end of this interview on segment two, where I'll give you a link and you can write the stuff and the AI will finish the sentence for you or will find interesting information about whatever you type. I also wanted to let you know that I was recently interviewed by the famous documentarian Niles Heckman on his podcast. A lot of what I discussed you may know already, but I may have said some things that you may not know. So if you're interested, I've included a link on this week's newsletter. So you can listen to it if you want to. Many of you have told me that your ISPs have us blocked. So if you don't get the newsletter every week, you can always see it online at veritasradio.com forward slash newsletter dot html. And one last but very important thing. Many of you are asking me for a poll. A poll to measure things out. I want to know which topics are of most interest to you. The poll is not up yet, but what I want to do right now is ask you for your top three topics. I want to know what the three topics that are most important to you are. So there's a link on the landing page of the Veritas member section. So just log in and you should be able to see a link right there. You can't miss it. Just type the three topics that you want. For example, you can say UFOs, conspiracies or parapolitical research and health, or say hidden history, social politics and geopolitics, something like that, your top three. I will then compile a list of the topics and will show a list next week with the most popular ones. But then next week, I need you to vote so I know which are the most important topics that are relevant to you. I will then start planning future shows around what matters to you, the listener. I haven't done this in a few years and I think it's time to measure the pulse. That's all I wanted to say tonight. Thank you very much. and. On to this week's interview. You eat organic and non-GMO food. You only drink purified water. You take care of yourself and your family's health. But could there be a silent, invisible danger causing potential harm to you and your loved ones? There could. And it's called electromagnetic frequency radiation. And it's one of the fastest growing health issues facing our society. EMF radiation produced by modern technologies such as cell phones, tablets, laptops, Wi-Fi, and smart meters, is an emerging health threat, and we are all guinea pigs in a giant experiment with many unknown consequences. But aren't these technologies regulated and safe? Is there a solution? And what about 5G, the next-generation wireless access technology? Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. And if you're new to the Veritas family, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, just click on the subscribe button. And don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and much more.
And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And to tell us more, tonight's special guest is Matt Landman. In June 2017, Matt released a groundbreaking documentary, Frankenskies, and has since been promoting the exposure of the film and working on the film's sequel. Matt is the host of the Global Chemtrail Summit, which last took place in Tucson, Arizona, last year, which is a fitting location considering the public launch of solar geoengineering chemtrails as a solution to global warming. Matt continues to inspire others to bring awareness to geoengineering, where many feel much scrutiny and transparency is needed. Matt has many websites, and they're all linked on our website. And directly from Northern California, I'd like to welcome Matt Landman. Hello, Matt, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me back on, Mel. My pleasure. It's always nice to have you because every time you and I talk, whether it's offline or I get your Facebook post, I'm always learning new things. And I know that you and I share something. We're always, we have this insatiable appetite for information. And lately you've been focusing a lot on 5G and we have been covering this topic a lot. You know, let me just begin by saying that in the past couple of weeks, I've seen a lot of friends of mine in California, especially who say, look, I have 5G on my phone. They finally activate. I'm so happy. It's so fast. What do you say to those people? Let's begin with that, Matt. Uh, I would say you don't know what you're getting yourself into is what I would say to those people. And I would say, do you really know what that technology is and what the health implications are? And have you read the fine print, et cetera, et cetera? People aren't being excited just because we are in this society now, Matt, as you know, that whenever there's a new version of an iPhone or an Android or whatever the technology is, we seem to be volunteering ourselves to, to merge into this technology. And we're not thinking of the side effects it may have. You know, people write to me from, from England. You, you know who, who Mark Steele is. I mean, we spoke with him a few months ago before his trial, which for those folks who are wondering whatever happened to that trial, he actually got out of it and it was a positive outcome. But a lot of people are writing to me from places saying, look, this used to be the avenue where I used to walk every day. There used to be a lot of trees. Now the trees are being cut. Why? It's very simple. Because 5G cannot go through trees and other structures. Tell us more about what people can expect when 5G finally lands in their neck of the woods. Well, that's that's a big question. Definitely health implications, definitely impacts on the ecosystem, the trees and the birds and the, the wildlife and even the microbiology. I'd like to really take a step back and I know you've covered the subject a lot, but I pride myself in being able to simplify things because I'm a pretty simple, normal kind of guy. I'm not a scientist or anything like that, but I have been speaking on the topic to city councils, county board of supervisors, town hall, city meetings all over the West Coast and in Arizona. And what I can do is kind of break down this 5G. And once you understand why and how and and see the long-term effects and how simple it is, then it can be empowering and inspiring to have the information and knowledge to make a decision on your own. Because if you don't really get it, it's hard to convey that truth to your friends, family, and peers. And you know, like you said about people lining up for the next technology, I can't really blame them. They are under some serious mind control, cognitive dissonance. It's all started, I see it as, and I reflect on this so much and try to grasp, you know, how we got to where we're at and where we're headed, the direction we're headed as a civilization, as a species with this technological revolution. And really, it started with the television. You know, we had a black and white TV. It was amazing. There was a moon landing and all this stuff, real or fake. Either way, then we had color TV. And then after that, it was replaced by the computer. And then all of a sudden, these mobile devices and things are getting more speed and more gadgety and more apps and all these things. And each step of the way, we never think that it would be predatory or not in our best interest. We only see the fun and games of it all. But let's talk about what 5G is. What 5G is, is it's a radio wave spectrum carrier wave. 
So all of the smart devices, all of the wireless devices, all of the technology that we transmit wireless data on is radio wave signal. So AM waves, FM waves, wireless, Wi-Fi, smart meters, cell phones, even Bluetooth technology, this is all radio wave frequencies. And radio waves actually are just like light waves. They are light waves. Let's just look at them like they're just like light. But we can't see them because of the properties of this particular light. So the light spectrum, the rainbow of the color of the spectrum of light that we can see, like in the prism, if you look at the sunlight refracted and see the breakdown of the color spectrum, at each edge of the spectrum, there's also infrared light on the edge, on the left side, basically on the edge of where red is. So the size of the light wave really matters. So if you have red light and then the, you make the light wave length slightly larger than it is red, you get infrared and it's invisible then because we can't see it with our eyes, but it's still there. Infrared is still there. On the other side of the color spectrum, if you take blue light and you make it slightly smaller in size, you get ultraviolet. Or if you take even purple or violet light and you make the wavelength size of the light wave slightly smaller, we no longer can see it ultraviolet light, but it's there and it's actually coming off the sun. It's just invisible to our eyes because of the way we perceive things. Just like that, radio waves are all around us and we can't see them. So AM waves, they travel all around and it's just like having light all around us like in the daytime. You can tune into an AM radio wave pretty much anywhere. But you don't see these waves, but they're all around us. It's like these light waves all around us. And it's just like light. It travels at the same speed of light, which is 186,000 miles per second. Pretty fast. To give you a reference point, the speed of sound is 760 miles per hour. So this light is everywhere, and the size of the wave dictates how the information can be carried on it and how far the information can be carried and how much information can be carried on this radio wave. So AM waves are a 1,000 feet in wavelength. This is the difference, the distance between each wave crest, okay? The length of these waves are a 1,000 feet. And these 1,000 feet waves, they get pushed around by AM radio towers on top of a mountainside or something, and they go really far. They go through buildings. They go through people, through trees, through everything, honeybees and, and insects and, and all that sort of stuff. FM waves, similarly, are rather large. They're 10 feet in wavelength. So the AM waves are 1,000 feet, the FM waves are 10 feet, and still these FM waves, they go rather far, and they travel just through things, us, buildings, planes, trains, automobiles. So the smaller the wave, the, the less distance it can travel. So for instance, the absolute smallest radio wave possible on the radio wave spectrum is this 5G technology, and it's actually one millimeter in size. To give you a reference point, a penny is a millimeter and a half. So now at a millimeter in size, opposed to an FM wave that was 10 feet, so now you have a one millimeter size carrier wave, it actually doesn't go through anything. It absorbs into everything, absorbs into our skin, absorbs into trees, absorbs into honeybees, and it actually causes cellular disruptions. It causes actual our cells to bifurcate. It, it causes is so much why, stress in our cells. I don't mean to interrupt you, but is this why, Please. for example, you see an AM or an FM antenna in a mountain, which travels hundreds of miles. But with 5G, is this why it has to be literally installed in almost every light post, you know, a few feet away from each other? Well, the telecom agencies are saying that they need them every 500 feet. And that's about every three homes. And that's basically everywhere you could see. You could look out your bedroom window and there's likely going to be a 5G antenna right there. And yes, that's exactly why, because of the size of the wave, it can't go great distances. And so then there's actually a propaganda piece that says that there's satellites propagating this 5G, the carrier wave. And if you really understand that it can't go far, that it absorbs into ozone and clouds and birds and anything really, and it can't travel great distances, then you know that the satellite story is actually falsehood, propaganda, and you can move forward and actually cultivate your intuition by knowing that this is a lie and what have you. So yes, this one millimeter size wave has to be essentially everywhere or it won't work. And then in that regard, it's it's archaic and primitive. It shouldn't even be a carrier wave for transmitting data. What it has been used for is body scanning technology. So when you go to the airport next, 
and you opt out, please opt out of that body scanning technology, but look on the side of the machine, it literally says one millimeter wave body scan technology. And the technology is that they blast you with a one millimeter size wave. It absorbs into your skin, but you can't feel it because they make it absorb based on its frequency that it absorbs just beyond your uh, uh, nerves but they get a perfect map of your body. And then they can tell if you've got something on you, like a gun or something like that. That's the tech. But you can opt out and not get radiated. And then the TSA employees are even saying that there's cancer pockets when they're near these devices. And they're even being outlawed in different countries. And there's a Sam Alamos research study talking about this TSA body scanners. And then if you really get into the research, you can find that this one millimeter size wave is actually a weapon. It was created as a weapon the active denial system, ADS, was weaponized technology when we first went to the Middle East to create this frequency fence, a literal fence of frequency by propagating a one millimeter size wave that would burn the skin of, of anyone who walked into a certain uh, containment zone in the Middle East when we first went into Iraq. This technology was unleashed. So, so the size of the wave, it really is very important. Now, the one millimeter size wave of the 5G, we won't be able to feel it. The tech is that it absorbs just beyond our nerves, but it absorbs into our skin. It causes cells to divide, and, it, and our body circadian rhythm, which is really important because I really want to talk about blue light, circadian rhythm, grounding Schumann's resonance, but especially the circadian rhythm, it dictates our biological clock, it dictates our biology, and when our body releases melatonin, serotonin, dopamine, all these chemicals, and we can have severe implications if we're around 5G all the time. And also blue light, you know, because what it is, it's just throwing off our biological clock and having our bodies not be able to tune to the sky clock and having our bodies think that we're in sunlight all the time because our bodies are being tricked because the size of the wave is similar enough to the size of the wave of sunlight so our bodies don't know it's night or day and literally our clocks get so thrown off that we get depressed and all this and we can talk about that but thanks for letting me get all that out of course but i have a, a few questions number one this one sounds like a joke for many people who tell me all the time you know in 1969 president nixon spoke with the astronauts on the moon and this is like 1969 technology and right now, even in my own, if I'm at home, I hardly get cell phone signal, let alone being on a desert highway. I, I know you, you lived in Arizona or still live, and you know what it is, getting into back roads and you just don't get signal. So why do we need this technology if in 1969 they had something better, if you know what I mean? Exactly. And honestly, having a carrier wave that can only travel less than a city block and you have to cut down trees because it's going to absorb into the trees, it doesn't make any sense at all. We have carrier waves like the AM, like the FM, like the current technology that we have that don't impact cells, impact our microbiology, impact insects, impact plants and trees, disrupt our security and rhythm and can carry data just fine. So I don't, it, it really doesn't make any sense. And if you see the research studies, it's quite staggering. It, it's actually unreal how much is stacked up against this technology. So my life as an activist began trying to convince people that this weather was being modified and that there was an agenda to geoengineer and spray the sky chemicals and what have you. But the radiation coming off of these 5G antenna being 10 to 100 times the current cell phone tower radiation and being on your doorstep, it's a no-brainer. And the studies show so much. So, for instance, the state of New Hampshire, they passed a House Bill 522, and they had recently established a commission to study the environmental and health effects of this evolving 5G technology. So the FDA has told states and counties and local municipalities that they can't talk about this stuff, that they can't talk about health and what have you. But the state of New Hampshire has, has come out and said, well, yes, we can, because we look out for our people. And we're going to ask these very pertinent questions. And I think these are very important. I'm going to go over just a couple questions. One of them is, why are the FCC radio frequency exposure limits set for the United States 100 times higher than countries like Russia, China, Italy, Switzerland, and Eastern Europe? 
They also asked the question, why are the FCC sanctioned guidelines for public exposure to wireless radiation based only on the thermal effect on temperature of the skin and do not even account for non-thermal, non-ionizing biological effects of wireless radiation? Also, they asked, why have thousands of peer-reviewed studies, including recent published recently published, excuse me, U.S. Toxicology Program's 16-year, $30 million study showing a wide range of statistically significant DNA damage, brain and heart tumors, infertility, and so many other ailments being ignored by the FCC. So they ask these questions, why is the FCC ignoring all of this stuff? And they're really doing a good job butting heads with what is really just a spectrum auctioning agency and really should be looking out for our best interests, considering they've told the FDA and the EPA that they are forbidden from studying EMFs, that they're the sole authority on the topic after the 1996 uh, basically takeover during the Clinton administration and the 96 Telecom Act was was it, it issued. That's the only thing we're going off of is this Telecom Act of 1996. So the technology has drastically changed since 1996, but still we're going off of research or no research basically from 1996, and we're ignoring all these different studies. So there's even a landmark $25 million national toxicology program that's study that found long-term daily exposure to cell phone radiation led to cancer, brain tumors, nerve, um, heart nerve damage, and DNA damage, right? And it even says over 10 years that all these different cancers come up. And then furthermore, lastly, cell phones have never been pre-market tested for long-term safety. Never. Safety limits for cell phone radiation were set 20 years ago based on 30-year-old science, and they've never been studied how they impact children how they over long-term or anything like that. So all of the studies that do come out, most of them are international because the basically the telecom industry is... I mean, if you look at the numbers, the telecom industry has a bigger budget. They have more money than big pharma. That's, that's a staggering number. Wow. And, and people like Tom Wheeler, they create this revolving door between the FCC and the telecom giant where it's, it's a complete conflict of interest, but they say things like, do not get in our way, we're going to roll off this technology and you can't even talk about the human health impact. But I'm here to say we should and, and can, and I've been going around to all these different town meetings saying we have to talk about the implications, especially on the children, and this is not fair to treat us like a science experiment when we don't consent, and we never did and we never will. Before you tell me what the reception has been when you go to town hall meetings and you know, the reception the council members have given you, let me just ask you this. And as you know, and I hate to say this, folks, but I have to censored, censor some words sometimes. You know, a country with a letter I, I love these people, but things happen there sometimes. And just the mere fact that I mentioned that word gets me censored if I post this video on YouTube. So I'm going to use the word I, if you know what I mean. Why does I not use 5G technology when they were the ones who developed it? Well, it's interesting because when I first got on this quest to figure out what was the best means of offering protection to the people, because I've launched this company, Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, which is Latin word for hope. And on SparrowProtectionClothing.com, I've got this new silver fabric, and I'm offering protection with silver hats, and I'm going to be coming out with maternity wear and all That's this great. different stuff. And I ended up, thank you, I ended up going to Asia to completely figure this out and come to find out this protective gear has been worn and popularized in Asia for over a decade. All right, so Korea, China, Japan, all these countries are in the know, and they protect their pregnant women and whatnot from what they call radiation. They, they don't know the word EMF. EMF is this fancy, nice little word over here that a lot of people don't even know what it stands for. But over in the East, they just call it radiation, and they treat it like it's, it's exactly that, radiation. Call it what it is. Exactly. Why are they not calling it what it is? It's a radiation nation. Exactly. So I've been working with a lot of countries and I started to ask, hey, who do you sell all this stuff to, your pregnancy wear and whatnot? Because I've never seen this stuff in my country. And they say, oh, we have a big market in Israel. So not only, oh, shoot, did I use that word? Are you going to, are you going to, um, can we censor it or what are you going to do? No, you know what? I'm going to do a test. Maybe because it's not my voice. If I get uh, shut down there, then I'll, I'll have to go back and blur that word. Okay, so either way, the country, um, the countries that I've worked with, they've told me that one of their biggest customers 
is that country. And it's fascinating to see that the technology came out of there. They are not running with that technology. And even when they have the 3G and 4G, they're, they know the dangers and they're protecting themselves from it. Whereas here, the, there's no talk of the protection because the, the information is controlled, right? And the dialogue is controlled. There's, there's no talk of, of like things like, well, how come John McCain got a brain tumor where he holds his phone? He got that brain tumor removed. He got another brain tumor where he holds his phone to his head, and he died of brain cancer. You know the mainstream media is not going to run with that. They're going to throw some other thing in our face and not let us know of these obvious impacts of this radiation that, honestly, the world has known about this non-ionizing radiation since 1986 when Chernobyl, the nuclear power plant, had that meltdown. After 1986, the global community, scientific community, they knew, and there was actually this finalized project, Pandora, where Eldon Beard, he said, quote, we can alter the behavior of tissues, cells, organs, and even whole organisms with six times higher fetus mortality um, by utilizing this EMF radiation. So they knew. But after 1986, they knew that if you couldn't feel it, you could still get harmed by it because of all the mutation and problems after the Chernobyl nuclear meltdown. That radiation caused harm over time, and we're dealing with the same thing. It's cumulative impacts. So if you live right next to a cell tower, over time, you will have these cumulative impacts. So it's, it's just like back to that light issue, if you lived right next to a cell tower, your body would think that you're in bright light all the time and you're, you would get so thrown off that you basically have an autoimmune reaction. There's an interesting scientific study that I'd like to plug really quick. So there's the National Institute of Health, okay? And if you can really grasp what I'm talking about as far as this frequency of 5G, it confuses your body into thinking you're in light. It is so impactful. It's, it's staggering. So even these recent addition street lamps that are these blue light diode LED lights, these LED lights emit blue light. We can't even see that it's bright blue light because a lot of it's beyond our visual spectrum. But if you have a blue light emitting diode uh, LED lamp out front of your bedroom window, you need to get blackout curtains because it's going to throw off your circadian rhythm. Your body's going to think there's sunlight all the time because it's basically emitting such light that's so close to UV that your body thinks it's UV, it thinks it's sunlight. People so don't understand that the skin, the skin is the biggest organ in our bodies. The skin understands when there's light and when you need to go to sleep. And as you said, the circadian rhythm. Exactly. And so if you start to learn about blue light, you can even get a blue light filter on your phone and you realize why if you're staring at your, your device late at night and it doesn't have a blue light filter, your body's sleep cycle gets thrown off. So it's important to understand you can go get this uh, blue light filter. There's F.LUX. You can just Google that and get the app. There's a lot of options out there. But once you start to really hone in on this understanding that we're being the frequency, that we've got to keep our rhythm together, and that if you start to throw off your circadian rhythm, you can get really messed up. So this National Institute of Health research study was very poignant. And if you can wrap your head around this one, you can wrap your head around blue light, EMF, and why 5G is so bad, because especially because of the amount of radiation and the amount of, um, basically the amount of radiation based on your proximity to cell towers and the size of the wave. But it's like, it's like this. These cell towers are going to be like bright, bright lights all around, but we can't see the light. But that light is, is, is throwing us off and giving us cancer, like being right next to a sun that gives you skin cancer, like that doesn't shut off. You know what I mean? It's going to be like spending 24 hours a day in, a, in an airport body scanner. That alone should be something that raises your eyebrows and makes you think, wait a second, maybe I don't consent to that. Like stepping through the machine is one thing, but 24 hours a day, that's something else. So, so I'll get to the study right here. The National Institute of Health, they studied a group of utility workers because they had a suspicion that utility workers had a statistically high rate of suicide because the numbers were coming in and they started to question, wait, what is this correlation between all these suicides? And so they did a random case study. And this is very accessible. You can even go to my website, Actual Activists 
activist.com. I'm very proud of actualactivist.com. It's a one-stop shop for activism. And it's actually getting about a 1,000 hits a day. It's got over a half million unique visitors. And there's tabs at the top for all these topics like GMO, fluoride, and one of the tabs is 5G. And that research study is right in there in this 5G tab. And a lot of the different presentations I've been giving at city halls and whatnot is in there, especially one of them that I'm really proud of is uh, Danville, California, and then also the longer version in Larkspur, California, where the vice mayor actually stops the meeting and talks about a 5G experiment where birds drop dead from the sky that he witnessed. It's inspiring. I mean, if you really get to your local city hall, you can realize the impact that you can have. So the National Institute of Health, they studied this random sample of utility workers, and during this case study duration, which was a short amount of time, 10% committed suicide, and they determined that their circadian rhythms were being so thrown off from being near these towers because they were installing these antenna, these 5G and 4G LTE, which are long-term evolution. They're basically 5G equipped. So they're up close to these towers, and they're installing them. And every time they're near a tower, their body's being told they're in bright, bright light. So basically, their clock is being reset to high noon every time. So it's 7 a.m., 7 p.m., they're doing their job, and their body's being told, you're in bright, bright light. All we know is this is going to be high noon, and it recalibrates. So chemicals that are supposed to release at 11.30 p.m., like melatonin, serotonin, dopamine, and things, and they're regulated. Your body's on this perfect little clock where cortisol is released at certain times and whatnot. The clock gets so thrown off that it's always uncalibrated to the point that you don't release any serotonin. You get so depressed that these utility workers were committing suicide. They didn't know why they were so depressed, but they committed suicide at a staggering rate. To give you a reference point, the U.S. rate of suicide is like 0.01%. I looked it up just to get a frame of reference. It's a staggering, statistically high amount for a random case sample. And the the department and the study reports that and, and and it literally states that this is the outcome from being around this much EMF radiation. So slapping up these towers everywhere, if you're not in the know and protecting yourself and putting your phone on airplane mode, turning it off, putting it in one of my Faraday pouches or whatever, and mitigating your exposure to this, to this radiation and learning about it now, I especially recommend people get an EMF meter. See how much radiation you're being exposed to now and try to make it less because we're entering into an era where we're going to be exposed to a lot more and it's cumulative. There's cumulative impacts, so we want to mitigate, get less now, and learn how to get less in the future. I'm looking at some reports here for China. Some people think that this technology is being developed. We already said where it was, but some people believe that this is actually Chinese technology. Which one is it, Matt? Well... It's rolling out right here. I think it's a collaboration between um, China, who also is well aware and protecting themselves from it, and um, the United States is definitely pushing it. I mean, essentially, if you really get get to the to the nitty gritty of it, look at and see where it's taking us, which is this weird AI uh, where we where the the five G. I mean, if you're in a body scanner twenty four hours a day you better believe you've lost all your privacy. Every single action that you do is being monitored. So that social credit system in China that's being tested out in schools, literally in the United States, and different stuff like that, it's this dystopian, very weird future where, yeah, it's starting over in China for sure. They're rolling it out over there with this AI monitoring system that that you need the 5G for to actually exist. But it it gets really weird when you start looking at the propaganda machine and Elon Musk shooting cars into space, which I'm not really buying that story because that car, the mannequin would melt, the paint job would... I mean, like, all these all these stories... <laughs> Don't get me started with that. With that... Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. So it's taken us into this dystopian, futuristic, um, AI kind of transhumanism where people are getting this Elon Musk implant on a trip to Mars that doesn't exist. Um, if you look at the predictive programming of the movie Total Recall with Schwarzenegger, he never went anywhere, right? And then all of a sudden, now Elon Musk is saying there's a USB-C chip you can get in your head and you can be 
part of this neural link and connect your brain to this. And you better believe the 5G and the AI system is all going to interconnect to all this stuff and it's all going to get really weird really fast in our lifetime. So I'm starting, me, I'm starting a campaign, Human for Life, and I really want to bring some of these truths to the forefront because really this is a nice test for us and it's a nice opportunity for us to cultivate our discernment because these lies and propaganda built on built on top of this Operation Mockingbird that came out in the 50s, I mean, we're so beyond that now where the world is being bamboozled to create this nostalgic propaganda where people look back on this of this convertible shot to Mars that missed and now they want to go to Mars and I mean, I, I highly doubt anybody will actually go to Mars. I think that they'll get chips in their head and they'll get these upgrades towards this weird transhumanism reality, though, that operates on this AI 5G network and whatnot to tr- to, so that they can go to this make-believe Mars thing. But it, it's getting really weird, and the 5G is all part of it. And then people ask, of course, they ask me, well, wh- what's the connection between 5G and geoengineering? And there's a big connection. It's it's actually very much like right in line. I never thought I'd get into this place where I'm in the 5G EMF world and I've actually got this company to to help protect from the radiation. I ended up in Arizona because of the last conference that I was hosting, which was amazing. It went really well in Tucson. We we made some serious waves down there and actually we prevented this experiment from rolling out with David Keith last year because of the waves that we made in this conference. But as I'm there in Tucson, I started to see this rollout of 5G, and Arizona is one of the rollout states, along with Florida, where they're rolling out 5G first as a, as an exemplary state, which I really don't see how the infrastructure can really get deployed as fast as they're saying it's going to. I think that that's all kind of propaganda, so people don't try to fight it because it's too late already kind of thing. And, and also with the satellites in space, oh, what are you going to do? The 5G satellites are in space. We'll just not fight it as they put it on my doorstep kind of thing, you know, it's kind of disempowering when you're in fear. I mean, it really is. That's why my clothing line is called Hope, that flip side of it all. But what what happened when I was in Arizona is I, I witnessed this 5G explosion. I was living in Sedona, Arizona, where we have about one or two cell towers, you know, and the front page of the paper said that they had to erect 27 new towers along with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of these small cell repeat transmitters all throughout the neighborhood. And I'm, and it's just like this little town needing that kind of infrastructure to propagate a wave that we don't even need for self-driving cars that we don't even have, for augmented reality that we don't even want. You know, it seems a little crazy when no one's talking about the impacts, which the impacts are severe. And talk I about mean, the visual pollution. I mean, you, you, if anybody's been to Sedona, you don't want that around you. No, not at all. And if you start to really see the impact, I mean, it, it almost looks like a sterilization attempt because right. because children conceived, born and raised in a 5G environment likely won't be able to reproduce. You know, there's these, these propaganda tools like the movie Children of Men. If you really look at that, it's there's some there's some really creepy analogies out there. And if you if you really understand the the powers behind all of this weird darkness that's showing itself more and more every day. There, there's there's a nefarious agenda, and we really need to take a step back and look at it all and, and realize that, well, what about all the facts? I mean, EMF radiation, it causes plants to tweak out and chirpings to escalate, and it causes fire hazards. So why do we want these towers all over in our neighborhoods and making a fire danger when fires are becoming an issue? You know, there's certain things that need to be addressed. And you can literally empower yourself, take this information to your local representative, your mayor, and what have you, and you can put in ordinances and and take your power back because the facts are right there. It's just about playing your part right now in this pivotal time because it's going to be a lot easier to put in some prohibitive measures than it is going to be to remove these towers. For instance, Mill Valley, California. Mill Valley is a very rich community where a lot of these executives from Silicon Valley that work at these big telecoms and Apple and whatnot, they banned 5G from their neighborhoods, from the residential zones. So their neighborhoods 
aren't filled with this radiation. And if they can do it, so can you. But you just have to take these actions and, and put it on the agenda and talk about it with your local representatives and get them to think about it and make some decisions on their own. Or the telecom giants will just come roll in and nobody will be able to do anything about it. So you asked or you hinted at how did it go at these cities. It just depends on the community. For instance, Danville, California, they said they were going to fight back and they said that they were going to not let these things happen. But then Verizon came in and countersued them and they said that they didn't want to make national headlines or, or anything like that. And they kind of bowed down to Verizon. But really, these telecom giants can't come in and can't talk about human health impacts. There needs to be a line drawn in the sand. And when, when cities like Brussels are saying no, and other countries are saying no, and New Hampshire is saying we're going to ask these questions, and different towns are saying no, we're not going to let this into our neighborhoods and whatnot. And then Ripon, California, R-I-P-O-N, California, there was an elementary school that had a, a small cell um, sprint tower put up on the, on the school grounds. Uh, five kids got cancer, and three teachers got cancer, and they they all knew it came from that tower, and they 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 fought it, and they got rid of that tower, and nobody got sick after that, and people started to recover, and the proof is in the pudding. They know, so it's I mean it's up to us to say something, or we're literally getting blindsided by these palm trees that <laughs> that are actually cell towers, and cactuses that have cell towers inside of them, and. I mean, as the tech rolls out, I was seeing these new advances where these small cell towers are literally just one cubic foot. One cubic foot. It's hardly anything, and they can put them on power lines, but they emit way more radiation than the massive towers that already exist. So we really need to embrace some of this information and realize what we're up against and learn how to protect ourselves and learn how to get these things off of, our, off of the agenda to roll onto our neighborhood before it's too late kind of thing. I just don't understand California. It's so progressive in so many things, but it's so regressive in others. You remember years ago, the Fair Packaging and, and Labeling Act. You would think that people want their, their food to be labeled. Well, it didn't pass. Then you go to a hotel, you go to anywhere, and you see the elevator. Right outside the elevator, you see these labels. This elevator contains chemicals that are known to produce cancer. Or you go to the bathroom and next to the water faucet, you see the same label. It's like everywhere you go, they have cancer-causing agents everywhere. But when it comes to 5G and big tech and Silicon Valley, they seem to be the ones ruling. Yeah, similarly, vaccinations and, I mean, even weather modification and a lot of other agendas and, and fluoridation of water supplies and, and these other things that are very important they're being completely ignored and we're, we're being poisoned but then or vaccinations topics, yeah and then other topics like the asbestos that's not even there anymore or the lead-based paint what have you oh so for lead-based paint i was on a, a talk show the other day and a caller called in and and posed the notion that the lead-based paint was never a problem but these nefarious characters looking forward into the future, they realize that lead-based paint would literally be our savior right now, that yeah. 5G would be, would be a protective measure. We could protect ourselves from the 5G. It's a Faraday right cage. Exactly. We'd be able to use, use that. So they blamed these children being sick, but at the same time, guess what? The um, automotive industry was, util was using leaded gasoline. So gasoline was leaded, and there was lead being spewed out all over yeah. neighborhoods. Children, yeah. children were getting sick, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Okay, we have to flip this and say that um, that we're going to make this unleaded." And now you see all the gas is unleaded. Well, these children were sick, and they had to spin it, so they used that as a way to get this lead-based paint out of our hands, which was actually going to be a tool. Now you can go online and get EMF protective. Um, uh, paint that's embedded with metals like lead and nickel, but it's expensive and it's nothing like it was before, like right there. We'd all be safe if we had that. And I guarantee you, children weren't eating paint. They were playing outside and the fumes were getting them sick. I remember having Tonka trucks in the 70s and those things lasted forever and they all had lead paint. And somebody told me once in one of my very first interviews that he spoke to somebody from, I believe it was from NASA, who confessed to him that what you just said, that lead paint was not harmful at all. 
And what they didn't want is that in the future, they'll be able to use x-ray technology to go see beyond your walls. But if you have lead paint, it won't penetrate. And in fact, for any child to be poisoned with lead paint, they would need, I don't know how many pounds of lead paint in order for them to even suffer some poison, some poisoning. So exactly. So the monitoring of the 5G network, it wouldn't work if there was lead walls all over right. the place. They wouldn't be able to invade our privacy and do all that they want to do with this upcoming AI revolution whatnot. But I guarantee there's some lead paint buckets, uh, leaders laying around somewhere. So people out there, don't throw those out. So, <laughs> as, so, as, so as we really get into all this, and, and I realize, you know, all these things about frequency and even weather modification and all these different facts that I think we should have known about all these things, Nikola Tesla, Wilhelm Reich, Royal Ma Raymond Reif, even, even Joseph Geibel's in the 432 Hertz A versus 440. I mean, there's a lot of different things that we're not ta taught. You know, the Schumann's resonance of 7.83 hertz. That's the heartbeat of the earth. And once we ground ourselves and set our clocks with the earth, we get our circadian rhythm back and we're back on track with our, with our rhythm, with our hertz, with our frequency. We should learn about Heinrich Hertz. Heinrich Hertz, he studied EMF and, and then frequency, the, how many waves per second were called hertz. And it's kind of ironic that nowadays the frequency actually does hertz, hertz. But Heinrich Hertz, he died from so much electromagnetic frequency radiation exposure. He died at the age of 36. So all these things that we're not told, we don't learn about Tesla, we don't learn about frequency. And I start to analyze our indoctrination and how we got to where we're at. And we really, we're really dumbed down, I hate to say. And I started getting really disconnected and real, when I started to learn about how much I don't know. And then I started wrapping my head around how much truth is out there and how much, once you start to ride that frequency of truth, all these other truths start to become self-evident, kind of like that rabbit hole that they, that they call it. And for me, it was this big awakening when I first started working on an organic farm. I've worked, I've counted, I've worked like 30-something, maybe even 40 jobs at this point. I've got a master's in business and I've got a, a bachelor's of science in marketing and a film degree and I've worked all these different things. And now I have my own business. But my biggest awakening was when I worked on an organic farm. And on day one, on this potato farm, I learned at the age of 35 that potatoes grow potatoes. And literally, I know some of you are laughing and some of you are raising your eyebrows and realizing, oh my gosh, potatoes actually grow potatoes. Because these things, these little vegetables in my closet were trying to grow the whole time. And I never realized that if I just plopped them in the ground, all these other potatoes would grow. Like, we're so disconnected from the power of the seed, right? So recently I was growing cilantro. I learned about the chelation benefits and detoxing heavy metals and mineralization and all these different things that are so important. Like if you eat sugar, it, it really burns up the magnesium in your body. Every molecule of sugar that you eat, it takes 54 molecules of magnesium to process that one molecule of sugar. And I'm learning about mineralization. And if I'm up to speed on these minerals, maybe I'm not absorbing all these toxins from the environment, you know, the geoengineering campaign or what have you. But my cilantro, it went to seed, okay, in my garden. And I'm 38 years old, right? And I've, I've, I'm a pretty smart guy. I've lived a pretty decent life. I've been around, you know, and I've cooked a lot and I've worked with cilantro and coriander. And I learned that cilantro seeds are coriander for the first time, right? Just, just recently, a couple months ago, I guess now. And I was so upset. I did a YouTube video. Please check out my YouTube channel, Matt Landman, and my Facebook, Matt Landman. On Facebook, I've got 44,000 followers. So please come on and, and be part of the family. But just learning this simple thing that I never was told before, coriander grows cilantro and cilantro seeds out and makes coriander. I started to really like unravel my indoctrination and shortly thereafter I learned that there wasn't just one type of lemon, that there's all sorts of varieties of all sorts of everything. And I realized that we are really, really programmed. I mean, from birth, all of every piece of media that we're shown, the CGI photos of NASA and NASA with a budget of $52 million per day. They force feed us all these colorful photos that look so fake just to disrupt our ability to discern and get into our ownership of what's really true, 
right? There's all these ongoing chemtrail programs. You know, there's there's indoctrination out the wazoo. There's even a film, Snowpiercer, that literally messes up in their attempt to climate engineer to stop global warming. They spray chemtrails in the sky to climate engineer to defeat global warming to put the entire planet into an ice age and kill everybody on Earth. This is an actual film. I mean, this is indoctrination programming. It's like so obvious. It's not even... It's so palpable, it's not even funny. And we're, we're so disconnected. We don't learn about our bodies. We don't learn about anything that would be empowering. All right? We get out of school, and then we, we step into another school that, that makes us in debt to the man pretty much forever. And we're not told about our spirituality or the radiation we're surrounded with or the controlled weather modification program or anything. We're forced to everything. And people... Uh, on the street are arguing these controlled arguments where each side is a lie, you know? People talk about climate change and global warming, and I ask them, do you know about the stratospheric aerosol injections program or the solar radiation management program or the solar, solar radiation management governance initiative? There's a governing body monitoring and governing the solar radiation management, which is the spraying of chemicals in the sky to dim the sun. And there's people in charge of this. You know, NASA with a budget of $52 million a day has a chemtrail program called CARE, Charged Aerosol Release Experiment is the acronym, and they spray chemicals in the sky that are literally toxic. And then we look at these fires on the West Coast, and we can't help but wonder, well, we've identified what's being sprayed. It's actually aluminum oxide and barium salts. These are patented fire accelerants, right. and we've been witnessing these, these, these fire accelerants being sprayed on our forests for decades. Now, all of a sudden, there's geoengineered windstorms on top of these fires, whereas we can make it rain on these fires. If you watch my film, Frankenskies, which is a chronological timeline of the weather modification program leading to geoengineering and the lies in our skies today, the film Frankenskies, frankenskiesthemovie.com, it starts off in the 1920s where the historical footage begins showing how the U.S. military industrial complex takes control of our weather. We can make it rain in a heartbeat, especially over forest fires. We choose not to do so, and we choose to exacerbate these fires that are possibly staged by spraying fire accelerants, aluminum oxide, barium salt, through this chemtrail agenda. But when we can make it rain and we don't, and we make windstorms on top of fires and towns burn up, we've got to think. We've got to think. And we've got to realize the task that we have at, at hand, which is proliferating the truth and honoring the truth with integrity and really playing our role. We can't just be aware of these things and, and hide them in the closet, you know, even if it's just talking to your friends, your family, your peers, or even if it's bringing it to light in one way that you can, you can we're not being told our true history. We're not even being told our, our, the truth about who we are as beings. We're electrical beings with an electrical brain, electrical heart, electrical cells, and electrical nervous system. All these things are electrical. Being surrounded by 5G frequency electrical waves, it will disrupt our, our entirety. If you have a pacemaker, for instance, you can't even be in this environment. If you're electro hypersensitive, which electro hypersensitivity is recognized by the Americans with Disability Act, the ADA, any representative, like a mayor or something like that, should be able to acknowledge that you can't bring that into a town because of people with that disability that are recognized by the ADA. I mean, it's just common sense. So we really need to honor all this stuff and really step up for ourselves and for the next generation because these children that are being born into these cities right now where 5G is about to come, it's not fair to them unless we actually honor their livelihoods and do what we can to bring the awareness to actually do something about what's rolling out. Otherwise, they're going to step into an environment that is so toxic that they really actually won't be able to proliferate, you know, or even reproduce. So I have an analogy, okay? It's this monarch butterfly, and I know the monarch butterfly theme has been tainted by MK Ultra and whatnot, but it's actually a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, the life cycle of the monarch butterfly, just like the life cycle of the salmon. But I'm going to talk about this really quick, and it's a, it's a beautiful analogy. So the monarch butterfly, it wakes up in the Yucatan Peninsula, okay? And there's this blooming you know, it wakes up from its life cycle out of its cocoon and the, the butterflies emerge and there's this blooming milkweed and they eat the milkweed and then the butterflies, 
they fly about a thousand miles north, and they they get to the the southwest all throughout the North America, and they lay their eggs and they die, and the next generation is born, and they eat the blooming milkweed following the seasons north. And then another round of butterflies goes up to Colorado. This this is the second generation, third generation now. They lay their eggs, they die, the blooming milk thistle comes up in the, in the end of the season, and these butterflies go to Canada, right? The next round of butterflies has to wake up in Canada and do what three to four generations did and go from all the way from Canada back to Mexico. If this whole generation of butterflies can't go from Canada to Mexico over highways, airports, cities, mountains, these butterflies do with three to four generations of butterflies did. Otherwise, the entire species will be lost forever. You know, it's a, it's a big, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. It's, it's huge. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And so I see humanity, not even as those butterflies waking up in Canada. I see these butterflies, I see us as these butterflies waking up in Colorado, right? We've got to get to Canada and set the stage at least for this next generation to make the long haul. And if we just hand them this torch that's not even lit, there's no way that the human race is even going to be able to survive. We have to acknowledge all of what we know and acknowledge that we're smart enough to see that the data is there and we need to do something about it. So at least, I mean, I'm doing all I can with this passive, peaceful approach by bringing the clothing line. Ultimately, I'll have hooded sweatshirts. I'll have um, hooded baby onesies, all made of this silver material. I'll have uh, maternity aprons. I'll have men's underwear. Um, Right now, I've got cell phone pouches that you can just get rid of the radiation off your phone by dropping it into this pouch. You know, if you're out to dinner with friends or going to sleep, whatever, you don't need to be radiated constantly. I've also got the hats. The hats will help because there's radiation coming off. You don't want it to hit your brain. John McCain, he got a brain tumor right where he holds his phone to his head. You know, and even women who have their phone in their bra are getting right angle um, tumors of tum- right, like multiple tumors at a right angle, showing the exact footprint of where their phone was. I mean, the knowledge and the information is there. It's it's up to us to either, you know, bury our heads in the sand and basically abide by this engineered consent where we've been basically programmed to this addiction to the to the phone, if you really learn about it, you, you'll know that EMF radiation, it actually is addictive and it induces a dopamine response and it's even been shown to, to show that it induces arousal. Like we're actually addicted to the EMF radiation coming off of our devices. So so learning that alone, we should be able to step back and, and I've, I've regressed in technology. I, I don't really even use... Um, wireless. I've got a flip phone, slider phone. I got myself a, a meter. I think that's the best thing I could have ever done as an activist in this space is get myself a EMF microwave radiation meter. And then I can see what my smart meter's doing, what my phone's doing, what my everything's doing. And then you start to really grasp it all. If you've got a tablet and it's connecting to a Wi-Fi router, there's a lot of radiation going in from A to B. But if you just turn that tablet in on airplane mode or something like that and get that turned off, the connection, you, all of a sudden your room's not filled with radiation. It's just being connected to the router makes the big deal. It can even be in the other room and not impacting you anymore because you're not connected to the device. You could have a little clock on your bedside that's, connect, that's trying to connect to the Internet. Your, your tablet that you're handing your, your infant in the stroller, it could be constantly trying to find the Internet. And if you just empower yourself with the knowledge of putting it on airplane mode, you could save your child developmental disabilities and cancer and whatnot. It's just these simple little things. Blue light, for instance, Harvard studies say that blue light causes macular degeneration and blindness in people after 30 years. So these this next generation of children that are being born into this environment using all this blue light, they're, they're burning the backs of their eyes, causing macular degeneration. In 20 to 30 years, they may actually all start going blind because of this blue light exposure when their eyes are sensitive as youngsters. But if we learn about it, we can get blue light um, filtering glasses, blue light filter apps. There's these simple, simple things that are actually really, really empowering and inspiring if we just take it into our own hands. A lot of this information, folks, I always say you have to listen to these programs more than once because it's very, it's not that often that I have a guest 
that can discuss so many topics. I mean, when you're talking about 432 versus 440, and you're talking about all these things that we discuss here on a certain interview each, but you have it all together. I mean, you are a an epitome of a truth seeker. You are out there looking at the full spectrum of, of, of what's really becoming warfare against humanity and every living being here. You know, we're talking about, this is a group, folks, of parasitic, emotionless, emotionless psychopaths that are, let's not say they're ruling over us, because when we say that, we're empowering them. But those, when you look at what happened in Paradise, California, the campfire, and you see all these trees that were around it, and as Mark Wells, as Matt's well said, the, the igniters, the aluminum that was sprayed around that area. But you saw those homes completely obliterated to the point that you didn't even see uh, rock. Basically, they were pulverized, almost like what happened on 9-11, dustified. But you see all the trees around it? I want you to discuss that when we come back. But folks, blue light, what we see makes us addicted to, to this technology, macular degeneration. I try... I've done interviews on how you can empower yourself by exercising your eyes all the time so you can avoid having to wear glasses. And if you do wear glasses, you can practice these exercises and you can get rid of them. Many of the people that I know have tried these exercises and I can talk about that uh, on the second hour. But music at 440 hertz affects us negatively at a cellular level. It's not harmonized like 432. What we eat and what we breathe and also, most people don't know that the level of disease spiked when rubber soles came along, causing us to disconnect ourselves from the ground. Look at those statistics. When DuPont came along with plastics, the next thing was rubber soles. And after that happened, cancer, heart attacks, and a plethora of other diseases came along. But a lot of people don't believe this. I was one of those non-believers until I started grounding and I've never had any joint pain or back pain anymore, which I suffered many, many years ago. I feel younger now than I used to when I was 25. But Matt, what is in store for you with these products that you're talking about? I saw some of these things that you're, you're, you're presenting uh, on Facebook that you put on top of a wireless router and all of a sudden... The, the radiation just goes down, the clothing. When can people expect to be able to buy these products, your websites, and how can people learn more about your work? So right now I've got the website up. I'm really excited about it. And already every day I have orders, which is really exciting. Um, the, all the profits are getting rolled into escalating the, the brand and making more products. I've got the prototypes ready. So... Soon, I will have T-shirts, maternity aprons, men's underwear, and iPad uh, waterproof, EMF radiation-proof pouches. Right now, I've got eight colors of cell phone pouches. There are these little Faraday cage pouches lined with the silver material. You drop your phone in, and it just kills your phone. Anti-RFID, anti-radiation. Um, no signal at all, but your alarm clock still works. A lot of people just use them when they go to sleep. And then I've got the silver material lined hats already. So just right now, I've got the hats and the pouches, but soon I'll have more. But the hats are really cool. I've got blue and I've got tan. Please check it out at sparrowprotectionclothing.com. That's S-P-E-R-O. It's a Latin word for hope, Italian for I hope. Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, protectionclothing.com. And yeah, soon I'll have hooded sweatshirts and baby blankets and a full-on menu, I, I mean, a catalog. I can't wait to have it all out. I'm, I'm expecting to have a full-on catalog of all of this, all the way down to the baby attire and um, w women's camisoles and whatnot, all um, starting in the new year. Hopefully by Christmas, I can offer at least three more products. That's great. And before I forget, folks, a lot of the women who are listening to us, and by the way, we're not doctors. Just, we have to just uh, issue a disclaimer. We're not here to give you any medical advice. It's just our opinion. What uh, I have to tell you, deodorants, antiperspirants, it's proven that they may contribute to the development of breast cancer. A lot of this aluminum gets into your lymphatic system. And if you see a lot of the women that 
are diagnosed with breast cancer, their cancer appears very close to their lymph nodes, their armpits. So if you have, if you're using that, just throw it away and buy yourself an organic antiperspirant, I mean a deodorant, and you'll see. I was even one of those people that used, and by the way, men get breast cancer if you didn't know that, but I used to be one of those that used to wear that. And I decided to, let me start it again because, you know, these organic ones are not as effective as the others. And then after years of not using them, I was wearing them. And in a matter of just an hour or two, I was starting getting a headache. Just imagine, could it be that that aluminum just goes into your bloodstream and it just gets lodged into your brain? But a lot of this stuff we're going to discuss when we come back and a lot more. We're going to get deeper into the rabbit hole because you know Matt Landman has a full spectrum on all this stuff. This is Mel Fabregas and you are listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this very important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, click on like, subscribe, and share. Thank you.